Generation Happy Hour. All right, happy Wednesday and welcome to Herspiration Happy Hour, season three. Another episode. This is your unapologetic diva, Dr. G. This is Cortina Peters, aka the girlfriend therapist. And this is Louisa Harrell, aka Radio Red. And are you guys ready for our drink? Ooh, yes. Well, before you step, before you mention the drink, let's just say welcome back to our <laughs> co-host Cortina Peters, who can't seem to get herself together for for 2020. Girl, 2020 is even okay. trying to take your ass out. I'm like, what in the I world? Know. Um, I know. I thought 2018. <laughs> Try to take me out 2019, try to take me out 2020. I'm not quite sure what is going on, but three times the charm 2021 is going to be better. Hey, yeah. Uh, look, I'm just getting racist. Girl, I think all of us are just ready for 2021 to just come on in. Yeah. But okay, so go ahead and give us our drink for today. Well, since since uh you've been getting beat up, Cortina. <laughs> <laughs> The drinks are called Baby Blue Kisses. That's the first one. So it's rum, blue, um, Coratio liquor, pineapple juice, coconut water, ice. Um, you blend all these things with, and you garnish with uh, pineapple spice and a cherry. The mocktail is called uh, Sweet Tart. Minute Maid Blueberry Lemonade Juice. Pineapple juice and ice. You blend all that and you garnish with a pineapple slice, a lemon slice, and blueberry. Sound that baby blue sounds really, really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really I'm good. Baby, baby blue kisses. Oh, sorry, baby blue. I know, kisses. I know. It's really <laughs> cute, and you know what? I'm I'm over here fighting to get this pack of cashew nuts open. <laughs> I am struggling. I don't have scissors over here because I am not. I'm still in. I'm still in Alabama, so you know. Okay. It is what it is. But you know what? One of the things that we do on our our podcast is every week or whenever we're recording, we shout out you know our WCWs for the week. So you know what? Uh, Cortina, welcome back. Who are you shouting out today? Yeah, I should have picked you last, huh? <laughs> Put me on the spot there. Um, yeah. So I think that I am going to go with myself. <laughs> and the reason why I say myself is because sometimes you don't realize the power that's really inside of you. And I think going through, you guys know that I had COVID and, you know, back in June and then I was just sick again, something totally unrelated. I think that sometimes we don't realize the power that we have inside of us. And sometimes we Mm -hmm. doubt ourselves, but just to be someone who has battled cancer and is currently battling lupus and get up every day and does what she has to do to make it happen without making excuses and shows up and is there not only for her family, but also for her patients. I think I'm going to crush on myself today. Yeah. Yes. There's nothing wrong with crushing on yourself. What about you? Self-love. I know. Self-love. What about you, Louisa? Okay. So we're, um, still in, we're coming out of the, um, Latin heritage month. No. Okay. And no, wait, um, no, go ahead, fine. Yeah, and so I'm gonna talk about um, Fel- uh, Fel- uh, Felicita. <laughs> Sorry, Felicita uh, Martinez de Mendez. She was a, a Puerto Rican activist, and um, along with her husband uh, Gonzalo, she fought against California with segregating the schools. Now this was back in. Um, 1946 she won her and a couple of other families won against california and that was seven years before um brown versus the board of education so that kind of sparked the uh, domino effect of fighting Mm -hmm. against segregation in the us of a so just wanted to okay okay all right so for me i'm going to highlight you know someone who has been really making a difference right now and is all over the you know just 
creating her own digital platform. So I'm going to, you know, my WCW for today is going to be Tiffany Terrell, the brand who is an amazing publicist. She's, she's such a innovator and a creator. She's an author, but she, you know, she owns the, and, and the creator and founder of urbanish digital. So I think it's important that, you know, yeah, you, we have all of these platforms and sometimes we just, you, there's not enough for us. You yeah. know, and, and we're growing. Yeah. And so the, the, the fact that, you know, you have someone who is creating a platform for black people and putting some wonderful, informative conversations out there, I think is so important to highlight her. So Tiffany Terrell, I'm crushing on you this week and today. Ooh. All right. All right, ladies. So let's get this conversation started. So, I mean, it is now uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. <clears throat> it is Cancer Awareness Month, and we, there's just so many different things that's going on, and, and you can play sometimes both together, you know, to have the discussion, because when you, when you have something like cancer and you are also in an abusive relationship, there's so many dynamics of abuse that people don't understand. And mm -hmm. so I think I'm really going to enjoy this conversation with you ladies and with our guests, because I think it's important to highlight not only physical abuse, which is more common when people think of when you talk about domestic violence, they automatically think, oh, physical abuse, when that is really not the case, that there are multiple levels of abuse that I want to talk about today. So, you know, let's get this conversation started, ladies. I mean, one why do you think that there is such a huge stigma behind coming forward about domestic violence? Because a lot of times I feel that individuals victim blame or it's misconstrued like, well, you're so dumb. Why would you say if he was hitting you? Like, is it really mm -hmm. happening? Or they question the validity of what the person is saying, which if I'm seeing that happen to somebody else, I'm probably not going to come out and say anything. And I'm, I don't know if you ladies know, but I myself was in a domestic violence situation where I was threatened, I was intimidated, I had a gun pulled on me, I was choked, I was hit, I was raped. And people say, well, you can't be raped if you're married. It's called marital, marital yes, rape. And absolutely yes, you can be. And so for me, it was just, I did not see myself as a battered woman. Being intelligent, having the status that I had, you know, working in the field that I worked in, I just could not conceptualize that this was me. Why? Because it wasn't happening every day or because I could hide it very well and I suffered in silence and no one knew. So for me, that was my normal. However, I was extremely hypervigilant. I had a very sensitive starter response. I had trauma. I was traumatized from the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so me not telling was just pure embarrassment. It was shame. It was embarrassment. It was I wanted to hide. I could not face that this was actually happening to me. Um, and so there are a lot of different factors that go into why people don't say anything and mm -hmm. why they feel like they have to protect the perpetrator. It's kind of like, oh my God, mm -hmm. is it going to happen worse? Or you have the economic and the financial abuse yeah. as well. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. if they take their power, this wasn't my issue, but I know from working around it, if you have no resources because they have alienated you from your family, from your support system, yeah. who are you to lean on yeah, if you don't even know where to go? So it's a lot of different hurdles that women have to go through in order to get free from those type of relationships. So that's my two cents. <laughs> it was okay, a good two It was. What about you, Louisa? Um, what's, what's your position on that? Well, Tina said a lot of what I was going to touch on, which is good. And it's so good to have you back because your opinion, you know, is much less needed. But, um, not but. And uh, I agree with you. Um, a lot of people carry guilt and it's not their guilt to carry. You know, mm -hmm. they feel like it's my fault. I should never have uh, stayed or I should never did this to trigger this person or I should not have. I should have listened. I should have, should have, should have. Maybe if I didn't, maybe if I did. Maybe, maybe, you know, and like you said, sometimes they're alienated and physical abuse does not always start physical. The right. abuse doesn't always start. Like yeah. they sometimes they do it mental and emotional abuse before that slap happens, mm -hmm. you know, and by that time you're so locked in and, and in the relationship that you're like, whoa, what? 
what the heck was that? You know? Um, and it continues. It's like a cycle because, um, now growing up, um, my mom got married, I think when I was 12. So they, he, my, my dad didn't physically hit my mom, but he was very verbally abusive to my mother and emotionally abusive to my mother. And, um, it was a cycle. He would, they would, he would say things or, you know, do things that he knew wasn't right and, and it affected her. And so he would do that. Then it'd go with a nice moment. He'll be nice and start buying mm-hmm. things or, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, just being extra niceness. And, you know, it's happening again. It's a whole cycle. And that happens with the physical or the sexual, you mm-hmm. know, any, any cycle or the financial, you're nice, you let things slide and then boom, it comes back around. It's a whole cycle. Um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people don't understand that. And, and we are very judgmental as a society of people that stay or people that leave and then come back. And we, ha- it's, a, it's like, um, it's like a drug and it's hard to stop using drugs. That's like an abuse cycle. It's hard to get out that abuse or get away from your abuser because you're addicted, quote unquote, in a way to this person mm-hmm. or they have some form of control or pull on you. And, you know, once you get out and you stay out, you're good. But until you have, and a lot of people don't get out, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, 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 um, I think we need to be more kind yeah, and, and, and less judgmental and more accepting open. I'm sorry, not accepting, but open to the possibility that these people are actually telling the truth. You shouldn't deny the fact that somebody is telling the truth. They're coming to you or you see it. And we need to be more aware of what's going on and stop ignoring things. I think the word mm-hmm. accepting was appropriate there. Okay. Because they feel rejected. That's why That's oftentimes they don't say anything. So accepting like someone's going to accept my truth and not reject it or deny that this happened to me. So I think we do need to be and that brings up a great point when we're talking about you know the whole Tory Lanez and uh Meg the Stallion situation mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because of what she puts out in her songs and I don't know the mm-hmm. whole story but I know there was a whole host of women that were saying oh well she seems aggressive and look at her songs and she's always naked I don't care if she walked around naked every day that mm-hmm. does not give someone the right to Put their hands on someone, shoot mm-hmm. someone, be aggressive towards someone. That's almost like saying, because the lady walked around naked, she deserved to be raped. Like there is no justification yeah. for anyone to be victimized mm-hmm. in any type mm-hmm. of way by anyone. Mm-hmm. No, I 100% agree. I think we also need to, there needs to be an accountability factor there. Yes. And it's important to have that accountability factor there because we have to have ownership in order for us to accept. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, yeah. we, we are so caught up on the external world thinking that there's so much shame in it, yeah. but you got to look beyond that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other part is some people don't want to make it their business. They don't want to make yeah. it their business because there are other risk factors that, that get involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's other things. So you know what? We're going to bring on our guest today who has a brand called Glam Gloss Kiss. And her brand is all about, you know, just learning how to overcome and accept your, you know, just having a voice out there for domestic violence, realizing that you're not the only one. So we're going to bring her on. We have our guest today, which is Miss Ona Mills, uh, who is the the creator and CEO of Glam Gloss Kiss. So first of all, tell us a little bit about your brand. Hello, everybody. Um, so Glam Gloss Kiss is based off of my story. It's a lit where that's based off of my story of domestic violence that I was in. I was in a domestic violence relationship for almost eight years. And so I designed a whip, uh, lip wear for domestic violence. Now, what made you create that? What, what made you think about lip wear for the domestic violence brand? So, you know, you know, it's hard. First and foremost, you already know it's hard to build a platform with domestic violence. So we have, I decided to like, you know, everybody have a hook when it comes to their brand. So Glenwell's Kiss is like a hook to get to know women because, you know, they, they love litwear. So it's more like, um, a hook to get to know women 
but also get them to speak up. So I never put on my website what the lip wear is about because I want people to ask, like how you just mm -hmm. ask. So then that gets them to open up. You know, I might inbox them or I might um, email them, ask them why did they pick that Pacific color, and then they just go in full detail. And then we get to talking, and then they ask me why did I do lit wear, what made me get into lit wear, and I just tell them about it. it's about domestic violence and then they, t they tell me their story okay. so it's like a gentle coax to get them to be comfortable enough to talk yes yeah because people won't just come out and tell you you know their their personal business or story unless you like get them comfortable to a position where they are comfortable with you to talk about it do you feel like you've been received well and that people actually take the time to listen to your message that's connected to the lip line it's 50 50 um okay. no um some people honestly are what i learned over the year since i've been trying to um bring domestic violence awareness more is that they think that they will be judged um and probably they they feel like they won't even be accepted so they have to know that it's other people that's going through the same thing that they're going through and that they're not alone so i'm like that voice to make them have their voice to be able to speak mm -hmm. up so it's, it's 50 50 because even with that I still get people to be like, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Um, no, I, I don't feel like I'm a victim. I'm, I'm a victim of domestic violence. So it, it's, it's 50-50. At what point did you know, this is my cause. This is what I want to promote. And this is what's important to me to get out there and in the forefront. When did you have that aha moment? Like, this is what I need to be doing. It actually took me, um, I got married, I got remarried back in 2014 and I had to let my, you know, my new husband know my background of domestic violence. I think it's very, very important if you get into a new relationship, if you get into a new marriage, that they have to know your background um, of domestic violence because that, those insecurities are still there. Mm -hmm. And my husband used to always tell me in the beginning, you know, I found my career. It's, it's time to find your calling. It's time to find your happiness. And I'm, I'm an ex-police officer and I'm a, a, a nurse. So I wasn't happy. So when he deployed last year, I'm like, you know what? This is the perfect time to focus on me and, and, and able for me to be in my growth I have to feel comfortable telling my story so mm -hmm. others can be able to tell their story to me. So at that time, last year when my husband deployed, it was a perfect time to get myself together because I can focus on me. Let me ask you a question. You said that you think it's important to tell your significant other that you're with that you've been in a domestic violence mm -hmm. relationship. What happens, do you think that maybe if you healed all the way, from that trauma that you would not carry it or you think that that is something that you're always going to carry with you? Your past will always hold history. Um, no matter what you've been through in your past, it's always going to be a part of you. And honestly, I mean, I can't speak for others, but I can just tell you from my experience is that if it's an ongoing process, um mm -hmm. domestic when you when you go through something like that it's a non-growing process so i don't know about completely i mean i'm still growing and that it's been what my daughter and i it, i've been married now for six years so it's a non-growing process i just really think that if you're going to get into a new relationship you should be up and up front especially having trauma like that, coming from a trauma situation like that. Cortina, what's your take on that from a therapeutic standpoint? I'm just curious to know where your mind is at. You, you know where mine was that, going. You man. got that look. You got that look. 
So when I think about, you know, really being able to share your story, sometimes it's difficult for us to talk about things that are painful because it's too close to us. I think when you get to a point where you're able to talk about it, you have to really make sure that you have healed from that. And yes, it'll always be your story. Like just for example, I was a victim of domestic violence and I didn't realize until after I got out that I had a very sensitive startle response. So if someone closed the door closed, you know, mm -hmm. tightly, or I was always hyper vigilant because mm -hmm. I was had all this anxiety. And so mm -hmm. when I started dating other individuals, I shared with them, I said, I'm this way because of this. Mm -hmm. And so when I was able to begin my healing process, then I was able to see it subside. So it doesn't really affect me now, but I still have some of the reputations yeah. that's associated with being on like, um, yeah. so when it comes to the healing process, I think it's extremely important for anyone who has experienced intimate partner violence for them to make sure that they, they see someone so Absolutely. that they can go through some of those insecurities that they might be holding on to. So yes. they're not bringing in that baggage when someone, when the, abuser from their past where different behaviors show up in a new person because it might not even be abused but if it reminds you of what you went through right. the trauma and the pain that you experienced from your past may begin to haunt you in your future so i think it's extremely important that you get therapy what was your healing process like my healing process was um I kind of isolated myself um, from people because like I said in the beginning, I didn't want to hear, oh girl, I wouldn't have stayed in that because you know, you honestly, you can't say what you would do when you're in that situation. So for me, I kind of like isolated myself in like when my husband was trying to connect with me, I didn't even, it took me a year to even respond back to him because I still wasn't in a place to even be in a relationship. So I kind of had isolated myself and I kind of like reconnected with myself. Like my mom, you know, my mom was there. My support system was there. My mom was there. And she gave me this book called The Secret. And I started, you know, reading it reading it every day and I mean that was my healing part was to just learn who I was again mm -hmm. and understand who I was before I got into a domestic violence relationship so for me I, I have to say I had to isolate myself from people so I can heal on my terms and nobody mm -hmm. so how, how long before you when you was out of your domestic violence relationship did you get into another relationship um two years okay and in those two years did you didn't take the time to get to know yourself then and then grieve and heal through that process at the time yeah within those two when um in those two years i was in my healing healing okay. like my husband we've been knowing each other since high like he was in my high school sweetheart okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, it, it was, he okay. wasn't like new to me. I mean, he was new for me in my adult life, but yeah. we were strangers. So that kind of made it even easier for me. Mm -hmm. So and he's very supportive. So th that helped a lot too. When I want to kind of piggyback off of uh, Cortina for a second when she was talking about the door closing quietly, just those little triggers. So even mm -hmm. if you go through therapy, sometimes you don't know what bothers you until it comes up. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Um, any healing process, whether it's abuse or just just healing from any type of anything that happened in your life, a lot of it is traumatic. We don't understand. Yeah. We don't know that it's there until some little pin drop. It's sort of so. Like do you PTSD. still have? Yeah. Do you still <laughs> have that moment? Yes. Is I just did another interview. And we were talking about this. Yes. It, it's the yelling for me. Like I mean, me and my husband, we really don't have disagreements. But when he raised his voice, I'm like, whoa. Like you know, you might want to bring it down a little bit but it was some things that he would do or make me remember the things that I've been through will trigger that and that's when I have to take a step back from myself and from the situation that we're in at that moment and just have a conversation to my have a conversation with myself and so and I and sometimes I have to apologize too like that's why I say like he's <laughs> he's very patient because I would ask him all the time uh, why are you still with me like, 
<laughs> because um, that's true. No matter, like that's why I say it's an ongoing process. Like it's, it's an ongoing process. I I can't say it no simpler than that. That's why I say I'm just so lucky that he is very patient with me. Because I think if the shoe was on the other side, I'd be like, oh no, I, I can't do this. <laughs> so, so what's what's your what what would you like to see for you know domestic violence awareness? Because it's domestic violence awareness month. So what what yeah. do you hope to see in this month? that will shine light on you know, further on domestic violence to really get that message out there? I want to see, so that's why um, I was selling the domestic violence shirt. Um, I just, I want to see more profiles like on Instagram and Facebook, um, domestic violence awareness. You know how they have those little frames that you can put on your um, on your yeah. yeah. And then also more stuff in the stores. Like we don't have anything for domestic violence in the stores. We don't even have a domestic violence wall. So my mission is to bring more awareness in the stores um, and bring more women together and hopefully maybe speak up on this, the domestic violence situation and bring and bring more pla- a bigger platform in all states. I mean, it's just me, but it only take one person. So, and hopefully I can build a tribe. From a clinical standpoint, what I see is one of the reasons why we probably don't have the support that I think is needed for domestic violence is because there's still so much stigma attached to it. There's so many people suffering in silence. There's so many people that don't share. There are so many Mm -hmm. people that feel this sense of shame and embarrassment and And so I'm not going to even tell you that I'm going through this or that I'm experiencing this so why would I ever vocalize it if one it's hard for me to even acknowledge to myself that this is my experience so Mm -hmm. I think once the more we begin to talk about it the more we're able to educate on this issue right because it's almost like with cancer it's not you don't ask to get cancer you know you can't just leave it right there and I think in people's mindsets their mind is well why don't you just get up and go you know and some people it's not that easy and some people say well well I'm we fighting together well both of y'all are you know (laughs) it's intimate partner violence from both sides right you know that's not a healthy way of living and that's why I built the lip wear based off of it and I don't put it on the website is because like you said you know, it the people they just not gonna come out and share that. Mm-hmm. So when people ask me that question, why let where? Why did you cause you know a lot of people do ask that question and then I go into it. And for prime example, one of my customers that we're actually sponsoring this month, um, I asked her, I said, Why do you always buy litware for your for your friend? Why do you always you never buy for yourself? And that just opened a can of worms and she was like, Read me then. She was like, Because I <laughs> see my mother get killed when I was eight years old wow. and I feel that if I show them my love that they won't leave me oh. and that like that's what I mean and that's why I say my litwear is that hook because she didn't have to share that with me she mm-hmm. could have said something totally different I was not expecting her to say that to me so I mean I just we just got to keep pushing. We, I think if one person speak what they're going through, then maybe other women will feel comfortable mm-hmm. to with them, themselves to get help. Because I just lost a friend to domestic violence last year. So that makes me just push even harder. So whatever I got to do, girl, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Fascinating. So how do you... How do you make a difference to get stuff out there when when cancer stuff is so saturated in stores? So how do you begin to um, move towards getting more awareness for domestic violence in stores? I mean, are you planning on talking to anybody? Are you, you know, working with any advocacy programs that's in your community? I mean, what what role are you trying to initiate so that you can make sure that, hey, this is what I'm passionate about. And so I really want to see more awareness about it and and it let be less taboo to discuss um so um i was the queen ambassador for the arizona international pageant last year and i actually had started an outreach for domestic violence and mental health mm-hmm. um so that was last year and then COVID kind of took over but what we're doing right now is we're going to be interviewing the people the ladies that actually have decided to speak up, we're doing interviews on a podcast every Friday. Um, and we are taking domestic violence pictures with the shirts that I was selling. We're taking 
domestic violence pictures. We're going to post them on our profile um, and we're going to sponsor a domestic violence su survivor. And we're just going to, whatever money we have, we're going to take that and put it towards her so she can have a day or a weekend to herself. Okay, oh, so really nice. what's the name of the podcast and, and where can they watch it? It is called Soulful uh, Electra. It is on um, Spotify, mm -hmm. Amazon, and soon to be on Pandora. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You have to tune into that. Check that out. One of the other things, it's so funny because I just had um, my housekeeper she was looking for someone to sponsor and her and her sister owned the business together and they were like you know we wanted to do something for domestic violence but then we just couldn't you know or for cancer awareness for one of them and what happened mm -hmm. was there was um someone who she just so happened to go do a consultation for who mm -hmm. that was her story so although mm -hmm. they wanted to do something they thought that it was too late to do it it kind of just fell in her lap yeah. um, because they said well you know what? we're just gonna wait till next year to do it because we it's too late we can't find anybody and it just so happened one of the consultations she went through that was her story and they decided to say you know what whatever Whatever way we can help you, that's what we're going to do. And so they gave her a couple of cleanings for free. Oh, no, oh, that's, that's nice. That's, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I And I also, I have plans in the future, if God willing. I want to do, like, conventions. Like, we're doing a documentary, actually, at the end of this month in L.A. My, um, my cousin is a film director for celebrities. And we're actually doing a documentary out here. So... We have a lot going on for this month. We're not trying to override breast cancer. We're yeah. trying to bring them together uh -huh. and have recognize both of them and not just one organization. Because it's also it's also bullying. It's the month for bullying too. So and October tenth is uh, mental health awareness. I believe. Mm -hmm. So I think we got a day in every month. We have minority <laughs> mental health. We have regular mental health. Oh, we all through the calendar. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. yes. Yep. No, I um, think I, I think that's really great. I mean, I have been very forward about, you know, and I tell people I'm very forward about my um, you know, my situation with domestic violence. I mean, three times, you know what I'm saying? And they weren't all physical. They were, you know, they were almost all of them to some extent, except for financial. And I've never had never had an issue in that boat. But um in all the in almost all the other ways I have been a victim of and I I'm very you know, uh, open about letting people know that, you know, most people think that physical abuse is domestic violence. They no. miss all of the other ones, the verbal abuse, the emotional abuse, economic, the mental abuse, you know, the economic Big. abuse, the neglect, the, you know, the medical abuse. There, there are the so many levels. Yeah. There are so many levels of domestic violence that was, and I think that's what makes people feel even more ashamed. Mm -hmm. because right. it's, it's it's too easy to say oh well he don't beat me so it's not it's mm -hmm. not abuse that's mm -hmm. really easy and forgetting that you know the name calling excessively and the you know the manipulation excessively mm -hmm. and, and all of those things the bullying I mean just all of those things are are toxic in a relationship yes. because mm -hmm. see love doesn't hurt and love should not feel you know it shouldn't feel anxious no, it, should no, feel, no. it should feel good and I remember, I remember my phone used to be, as soon as I saw the, the name of my, my ex-husband, I automatically felt sick. That's how mm. bad it was because I never knew which direction mm. he was going to come right. or what accusations was going to come with it. So, and so that was my anxiety for a long time. I mean, just over nothing. And so that, those, those triggers. Now, granted, I, I took the time off and I started learning myself and, you know, I have my whole pedestal philosophy of how I got over it. So. I didn't, I don't have those issues in my relationship now. I'm actually way more self-aware to yep. guard my heart and protect myself in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference. I'm, I'm very healthy in the way that I think. And Cortina, you and I have had those conversations and I'm very open about my emotions and my feelings. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I might not even know what the hell is wrong. Right. So I'm very much in tune with me. This is why I said, you know, even if I, you know, when I came into my current relationship, I didn't feel the need to open up that I was in an abusive relationship because I really, truly healed. My mm. level of self-awareness was way beyond that to the point where my ex has tried to reach out a few times via mm. email with that, hey, how you doing? And you know what I write back? I'm fantastic. I hope you are too. 
<laughs> I, I have no, I, le I legitimately have no ill feelings. I accepted my responsibility because I was an mm -hmm. enabler. I admitted that I enabled by staying. I enabled mm -hmm. by making excuses. Mm -hmm. I enabled by recanting. Mm -hmm. After I had mm -hmm. him locked up, I took responsibility for me. Right. And, and in, that, in doing that, I forgave the situation. But I have to say, you know, that he couldn't come back if Jesus was on his back praying, for, you know, begging for his forgiveness. I'm, that's, that's over. I, 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 I think really healing. Huh? My ex-husband even scared to call me. He don't call me. <laughs> but that's energy. You know what? I'm, I, I will say this. I'm a firm believer that if, if I feel anxious or I feel some kind of way, I'm giving him energy that he don't deserve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm, I can just be myself and just, I, I don't have a reason to be hateful or anything else because he hated energy. Yep. So, so for me, I'm not, I'm not going to allow that kind of energy into my space or give mm -hmm. it out because I don't want it back. And that's probably what he might be looking for, mm -hmm. but, I'm, but I'm not going to give it that. We're One thing I posted one thing I posted a few days ago was I posted a purple ribbon and anybody yeah. who knows me know purple is my favorite color and a pink ribbon together and it says one month, two causes, the same purpose to survive. Mm -hmm. You want to yeah. survive a cancer diagnosis and you want to survive and be a survivor of a domestic violence situation and sometimes you be, you have both you, you are you have cancer and are in a domestic violence situation <laughs> well i wasn't necessarily pointing to you cortina but i was just saying that you that does happen not just to you because that's your story but so you know i was just saying that that that's one of those neglects and other things that yeah, come in and the yeah. medical um so that people need to be aware that just because you have cancer does not mean that you don't deserve to be in something healthy as if cancer is already unhealthy get yourself in a healthy position because the more healthy your mental is the more healthy your mm -hmm. physical is right mm -hmm. correct especially have kids too because yes. you oh yeah grow up thinking it's okay for a man to put their hands on you or you don't want your son thinking it's okay for them to hit a woman or vice versa you don't want your yeah. daughter to think they can put their hands yeah. you know and my and my son is 18 years old and he experienced he has he's my bonus child okay and he will call me and say mom like she talking down on me and I'm like, let it go right now before it gets any worse. Because yeah. talking down on you right now, it's, it's going to be other stuff that adds up to that. Let it go. Because yeah. that's the first beginning of bullying. Let her go. She's not good for you. Mm -hmm. He's only 18 years old. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. So, mm -hmm. and that what? comes from had to be experiencing that in somewhere in down the line too for parents who are in domestic violence situations because i realized how it affected my daughter one of the you know like the ending straws was ch being choked in front of my daughter right so she was maybe like two or three years old as she got older anytime i would cry like she was extremely intuitive to me like she would have a total meltdown she didn't know why I knew why as the parent. And so we have to realize the trauma that if we stay in that relationship, what are we subjecting our children to? And how is that going to affect their later childhood and adulthood? So not only are we looking out for our own well-being, but our children and knowing yeah, that you may say, oh, he only hit me behind the closed door. They can hear it. They can hear they can it. They, they can feel it. The yes. Yep. Yep. And my daughter had to be nine months. She was, I was sitting on the stairway. I was crying. I was, I was, I think that was like the straw. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And my baby had to be like nine months. And I was sitting like at, uh, at the stair, the end of the stairs. And my baby crawled to me and she just like wiped her tears. Yes. I said, no, that is it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. And girl, I left with the clothes on my back and my baby. That's all I mm. had. And my mama said, come home. Right. She said, come home. And see, that's another thing that is really sad is that some people don't have a, a home parent. to go to. 
say, come home. Yeah. That's another mm-hmm. situation. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yes. what holds people too. They don't have anywhere to go. So that makes a person say, look, I don't have nowhere else to go. So maybe I, sh- maybe if I stay here and get better, no, it won't. It won't get better. And you have kids watching. They paying attention. There so was I just a there was just a prominent Instagram pastor who killed his wife in Orlando, Florida at her job, shot her. Um, she worked at Navy Federal Credit Union and she was at work. She went outside to move her car, I guess, to the back of the building. She was walking back to go back inside the bank and he shot her. She fell and walked up to her and shot her like at least five more times oh like on top of her. And he was a very famous like Instagram motivator and influencer and pastor. So you can have all like domestic violence doesn't have a, a, a look, a social economic oh. class. It doesn't have Ooh. anything. There's so much misinformation and misguidance when it comes to, oh, well, they got money. She's not... All she do is just sit up. She's a housewife. No, she can be mm-hmm. going through a domestic violence situation. But like Pam said, it might be economical. Maybe he holds all the purse strings and she has no resources. So yeah, yeah. she might be living in this big lavish house. But does she really have the resources to leave? Probably not if he's that controlling. So we have to have a little bit more compassion, a little bit more empathy for individuals who are going through this and not make them feel guilty for the struggles that they are enduring that makes them not want to tell you what's happening because you're judging them. And that's that's what I was saying earlier. I don't want, when I was going through that, that was not what I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to help me tell me what I where to go give me the resources and I wasn't surrounded by that so I isolated myself from that because you cannot tell me in that moment what you would not allow or do because you you like you say it doesn't have a look it doesn't have a look so I I say this all the time I am so so thankful for my parents Mm. Because if I didn't have them, I don't even know where I would be today. I don't mm. know if I would have stayed. I don't know if I would have. I don't know. I don't know. And my mom and dad plays a major part in my daughter's life. They helped me take care of her until I was capable of taking care of myself again, mentally. And that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So where, where can people connect with you at? And, and get up and, and, and get to behind your movement and support your movement and support your brand. I am on Facebook at um, Glam Gloss Kiss. I am on Instagram as um, Glam Gloss Kiss. I pro- you know, I'm Dr. Uh, you know, I post every, <laughs> I post every five minutes, but um, <laughs> look, somebody told me, girl, you keep posting, somebody will see it, so. We have oh, tell, tell them the podcast. Somebody saying it. Yeah. Um, the podcast is called So Soulful, Soulful, S O U L F U L Electra. It's on Spotify, um, and Amazon. It's soon to be on um Pandora. Okay. I am on Facebook. I am on IG. Um, we have domestic violence shirts. If anyone want to sponsor, all the proceeds goes to our domestic violence survivor um, girl that we're going to sponsor this. this. I still don't haven't got my, my lip gloss either. Just... It, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the worst post office ever. Like, seriously, yeah. I got the worst post office ever. And I don't usually like the not the post office, but geez, I got the worst post office ever. Well, we know what's happening with the post office. It's almost election time. We know. Thank you. No. <laughs> and this is a reminder. Please go out and vote, vote, vote. Yes. Vote. 100%. Yeah. Vote. Yeah. Vote and but vote I and vote and vote. I was going to ask about your litware, so I was like, let me look up where it's at, because I know she was going to ask me, but it would be there Saturday. <laughs> okay. I'm happy. I'm happy. I do wear my other ones, though. I do wear my other ones. I have three others, and I do wear them, so. Okay. Let me get on here and order then. Okay. Yeah, they got some nice Just ones. Just so let me order. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all gonna be shining and glossing. I know. I know. Let well, me get we, through this gloss. We thank you so much for swinging by and hanging out with us on thank you know, for our, some cocktails and conversations about domestic violence here on Herspiration Happy Hour, and we are 
we know for sure that you will reach many. And that the main thing that you need to understand that you're reaching people and inspiring people that you don't even know about. So while they might be silent, that doesn't mean that they are not hearing you. Yes. Thank you, and, God. And, and in their time, in their time, they will, they will make the necessary movements to move as long as you continue to push resources out there and push information out there for people to understand how to leave, the right way to leave so that they feel safe. Because situations like that, the, the pastor that shot his wife, that happens more often than we, yes. we discuss because yes. that person gets enough willpower to leave. So they need to understand what that looks like. And this, and this is what you are advocating for, for them, mm -hmm. their safety, for their safety. So we wish you well. Guys, thank you for inviting me on the show. Thank oh, you. Thank you, thank for, you for coming. coming. Thank and you I so much. A girl, that is bomb. <laughs> uh, ain't it, ain't it, ain't it. And my hair is purple. I don't know if you can see it, but it's purple. I can see it's purple. I can see it's purple. <laughs> Well, y'all have a great night. And God All right, you too. God bless you, too. you as well. All right. <laughs> oh, ladies, how was that? That was like awesome. That was, yes, that was good. Much needed. Much needed. Much yes. So you know, let's let's just have a little um, power afterwards to really talk about what what is it? What messages can we put out there that will help people who are in domestic violence relationships who have been in relationships that are that have not healed yet and or who are healing what 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 are some some things that we can you know that you all can say i know i can say a lot <laughs> well you know i can too so i'm just gonna start um so i would say it's important to make sure that you reflect on any blockages any areas that may be boundary up uh, barriers to you being able to move forward in a healthy manner in your life reflect take some time journal free associate do all of those things so that you are not continued to be a victim or victimized by your past Begin the process of being able to let that go. And how do you do that? You have to acknowledge what you've gone through. Just because we leave a situation, that doesn't mean that we're out of the dark. That doesn't mean that we're healed. So just because I was able to make it out, that's just step one. Step two is being able to heal from all of that pain so that the happiness that you wish to have happen in your life can take place. Okay. What about, what about you, Louisa? I'll, I'll, I'll go last. Okay. Um, I want people to know that, and this is for people outside looking in, that like um, Cortina said, uh, abusers don't have a look. And they usually put on the best face and you would never guess that it's them. I've seen that so many times. They have the best uh, community outlook. You know, everybody, oh, he's such a wonderful person. Oh, she's such a mm. wonderful person. And the person mm. they're with is so hurt, you know. They always put on that front, even when I was married. Nobody would expect for him for him to do the things or that I was going through what I was going through because I never, for one, never talked about it because I didn't want him to look bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm a a adding more vic uh, adding more hurt to me because I'm trying to protect him. Yes. And um, so we tend to do that. And also, um, do not judge people. It's very important to not put that judgment on that person. Like she was saying, you know, or I would have left. You don't know what you would have done had you been in that situation. And you can't sit there and make people feel bad for staying. Because just like um, Pam and Cortina was saying, Anna, you don't know what hurdles or what things are stopping them from leaving. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for her parents, she, she doesn't know where she would have been. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for the fact that I had to look at my children, not even for myself, look at them and say, oh my gosh, what is happening? I had to muster that strength and do it for them. You never know what it's, what it's going to take, what it's going to break within you. Sometimes it's death. So we have to be more kind. We have to be kind to people. We have to be more caring. We have to be more understanding and respectful of people because you just never know what's going on. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to end this conversation by, for one, say, stating that there, there are red flags. And I think we need to be more in love with ourselves enough to recognize those red flags before we get too involved with people. So a lot of times, you know, if you date somebody long enough, those triggers are there. That behavior is there. We might ignore it because we want that relationship or there's something in that relationship that's good. And, and you know, oh, and, and people have even said sex was what kept them. So you have to think outside of that. But I think it's about self-love. 
And I know I'm, I am guilty for not paying attention to the red flags. And, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that led me down that rabbit hole of abuse multiple times because I didn't listen to my heart. I didn't listen to my gut. I just, you know, I listened to what they wanted. And so we have to be mindful that when red flags exist, that love should not hurt. Love should not feel anxious. Love should, should be unconditional. And so you have to make sure that you love yourself enough to give yourself all of those things so that those things can be received. And when they are not, you have to know the wherewithal to leave. Because that's one of the things that that's prevention. We mm-hmm. want the whole, the whole purpose of Domestic Violence Awareness Month is to make it aware, make people aware that it does exist. Mm. And it's not healthy. You know, we, we want men and women to survive. We want them to thrive. And, and being in a domestic violence relationship is not where it's at. And just because it's not physical mm-hmm. does not mean that it's not domestic violence if it's unhealthy and it's, and it's toxic for you. You know, so you have to look outside of the physical abuse and recognize and, and get, get to therapy to understand that. Is it emotional abuse? Is it verbal abuse? Go to counseling together. You know, if there's somebody, all they do is drink and get angry, and then they want to either, you know, berate you, belittle you, manipulate you, mm-hmm. threaten you. Those are unhealthy signs when it's consistent. Because mm-hmm. e- every abuser has a pattern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pay, a- pay attention to those patterns. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that that's my little piece. You know, because as somebody who has survived it three times and walked away all three times and have built my life, and I'm grateful that I didn't live in fear doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed in that sense, because mm-hmm. on the opposite side of fear for me was, was greatness. And so I'm going to always hold that, you know, with every, every relationship that every marriage or every divorce that I had. I got a degree. I, I leveled mm-hmm. up because I knew I, I knew it was in me anyway, because mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. thrived like that. But I started paying attention to my personal life and people don't understand your, your academics and your education or your, your profession. It, it doesn't make you immune from domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you, know, you can ignore your, you can ignore your personal life all you want, but that's important too. So make mm-hmm. time for you to get to know yourself and get to love yourself and find yourself and get therapy when necessary. And, and do whatever it needs for you to feel safe for you if you have children for your children. Because yes. generational trauma mm-hmm. starts somewhere. Oh, absolutely. So with that, ladies, uh, Cortina, where can people connect with you at? Everyone can connect with me at The Girlfriend Therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pause. What in the world? I didn't say oh, that. At the girlfriend therapist. Um, and you can also find me on my website. I am CortinaPeters.com. So that's where you can contact and connect with me and book a session if you need one. That's important. Oh. All right, um, Louisa, what about you? <laughs> you can contact, uh, reach me at the Blue Phoenix on Facebook and the Blue Phoenix Hills on Instagram. All right. And you can connect with me at I am Dr. P. Gurley on all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram, you know, YouTube, and, and all of that. For Herspiration Happy Hour, you can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Herspiration Happy Hour, and on Twitter at Herspiration HH. Tune in for the next uh, episode. <laughs> I'm like, and oh now my you call. God. You know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Hump day. Yes. We almost there. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even going to start with y'all. <laughs> I absolutely am not going to start with y'all. You, you know need what? to go get humped on hump day. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. You, know, you, know, just, you know what? Once we're done with this, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's all good. You know what? Until the next time, y'all. Cheers! <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>